the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. There is a. There were two pieces in the Daily Mail this past week of, out of nowhere, whites being attacked by a black person, beaten, quite beaten, screaming about uh, white supremacy, and uh, in one case screaming uh, in, on behalf of BLM. It is unreported in the American press. They happened in America. Daily Mail is British. Can you imagine if there had been an attack on a black screaming some Ku Klux Klan motto, how much it would be reported in the United States as evidence of, of rampant white supremacy and racism leading to violence? The data are, as everyone except leftists acknowledge, which means the entire American lying press, President Trump was entirely accurate about describing the mainstream media as the lying media. That's what they do. And they're unaware of it because truth is not a value. So if you if on the left. So if you if you don't tell the truth, it doesn't bother you because you're only bothered by something you hold as a value. The whole George Floyd thing was a was a, a an enormous eruption of uh, of left wing anger and, and emotion. That's what it was, an eruption of emotion. Uh, it doesn't deny the tragedy of his death, but it also doesn't deny uh, how much the police actually tried peacefully and gently to get him into a police car. Uh, I, uh, one coroner, at least, did not argue that the, the knee on the neck was what killed him. It was probably the amount of fentanyl in him. But it doesn't matter. You see... When any left-winger hears what I just said, their question, their reaction is not, is it true? It is, can we use it against the person who said it to show that he is racist? Truth is not a left-wing value. These, these are quite remarkable stories. These are horrible beatings. If you, if you, uh, you, uh, there are videos of them, because there are videos of just about everything. And, of course, it will go, uh, it will simply go unreported. New York City to pay record settlement to George Floyd protesters. It's from National Review. Protesters who were restrained with zip ties, battered with batons, and pepper sprayed will be paid millions in a new settlement reached with New York City and the New York Police Department. So what does this tell New York police? Don't restrain leftists. End of issue. Only restrain rightists. According to documents filed in federal court on Tuesday, the city has agreed to pay out a total of $7 million to the protesters, 
which comes out to $21,500 each, the highest per person settlement awarded a mass arrest class action lawsuit. So that's the uh, that's a great lesson. Be a left-wing protester, which often descends into violence on certainly race matters, and you get paid. That's a, that's a great deal. On June 4th, 2020, this was 2020, time of the worst eruptions. About 300 people marched through the Bronx to protest the killing of George Floyd. According to a lawsuit, as an 8 p.m. curfew approached, police used their bicycles to form a wall and prevent the protesters from moving forward, while other officers pushed from behind a tactic known as kettling. Just after the 8 p.m. curfew, quote, according to Human Rights Watch, which is a left-wing organization, the police moved in on the protesters unprovoked and without warning, wailing their batons, beating people from car tops, shoving them down to the ground, and firing pepper spray in their faces. Incidentally, will the family of Ashley Babbitt get money for her unjustified, not pepper spray, not... Uh, being tied up in some way, but being murdered. Ashley Babbitt was murdered, not merely killed. No, of course not. The United States is is a left-wing theocracy, because leftism has a new religion. Bill de Blasio had instituted the curfew. Isn't that funny? Bill de Blasio. Do you realize that within a few years... I'm not sure he will merit mention in the uh, in trivial pursuit. Who was the mayor of New York City during the 2020 riots? No one will get it. Some will say Alan Estrin. Argued an emergency executive order that it was necessary to protect the city and the residents from severe endangerment and harm to their health, safety, and property. So wait, so, okay, yeah. Now, several protesters filed an initial complaint against de Blasio, the city of New York, and NYPD officials in October 2020. De Blasio was dismissed from the suit in 2021, according to the Washington Post. But the case against the NYPD and city continued for two years. The highest levels of the NYPD coordinated a pre-planned assault on peaceful protesters. This is what the plaintiff's attorney says. Hmm... The New York City Police Department explained in a statement that the demonstration came at a challenging time for officers who were suffering under the strains of a global pandemic, quote-unquote, and had to balance protesters' rights with public safety. Because we all remember the 2020 protests as a peaceful affair. Two and a half years after the protests of 2020, much of the NYPD's policies and training for policing large-scale demonstrations have been re-envisioned. Oh, I love that. Re-envisioned. That's it. Is the word matrix going to show up? Based on the findings of the department's own self-initiated analyses. Oh, there you go. So they're getting $21,000 each. These are wonderful human beings who demonstrated 
Well, you realize that Derek Chauvin, the officer, was never even accused of racism. How many Americans know that? It had nothing to do with George Floyd's race, nothing. This was stated by the black attorney general of the state of Minnesota, who is a leftist, by the way. Not surprisingly, is there a Democrat in office in Minnesota who is not? But truth is not a left-wing value, so it really doesn't matter. So what were they protesting since there was no racism in the death of, of George Floyd? What were they protesting? What the lying media told them to protest, a racist attack on a black. We live in, in the world of lies. Every day I bring to you another example of either the left ruining society or just out and out lying. The whole George Floyd protest, the entire national protest, the rendering him of a hero with a hero's funeral, with the president attending, former president attending. This was all theater, all 100% theater. The man was not killed because he was black. He had resisted arrest. He had his own rap sheet. We lived through a gigantic lie in the demonstrations and the honoring of the man. It was all a gigantic act of theater. Hmm. And the reason that there will be attempts to condemn what I just said is because truth is not a left-wing value. And that means that evil will ensue. Lying is the root of nearly all evil. What was the, uh, what was the, the famous movie of the, what was his name, the, the famous comedian who couldn't lie? Remember that? It was a good movie, actually. Yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey, yes. What was the name of the movie? It was... <laughs> uh, liar, liar. Liar, liar. I thought it was liar, liar, but I didn't say it. How often do you get the right answer in your mind and not say it? That's probably a 50-50 call on that one. Every day when I pass a mirror, I still can't believe it. It's me! I'm looking back at myself. I never thought I'd be this fit again. But 42 pounds ago, I decided to take control of my health. And with the help of my PhD weight loss and nutrition... I'm so glad I did. The program is simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team customize a plan for your body to make it simple. They even provide 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat your entire person as one. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. She'll help you to change your behavior when it comes to food and think differently about food so you'll never gain the weight back. Give them a call right now at 864-644-1900 and they can answer all your questions. If I can do it, you can do it. I began yesterday reading to you from Professor of Surgery at Johns Hopkins University. 
Marty McCary, and uh, who uh, wrote a uh, very powerful piece, 10 Myths Told by COVID Experts. It's up at DennisPrager.com. You should all have it. Please send it to as many people as you can. Uh, this is, again, a professor of surgery at Johns Hopkins. The only difference between him and most of his colleagues at Johns Hopkins Medical School is that he tells the truth, and they don't, either out of cowardice or ideology. If you're left, truth is not of value. If you're not left, uh, cowardice is the norm in the human condition. He's not a coward. You were lied to. I want you to understand what has happened uh, to me personally. I never said a word in my 40 years of broadcasting about vaccinations. Now I believe nothing. Nothing. I believe Bob Kennedy Jr. tells more truth than the CDC about vaccines. Okay? There is a consequence for being lied at. I, for one, when you lose my trust, you lose it. I gave the benefit of the doubt to the so-called experts. Foolishly, I, I, I am ashamed at my belief in the CDC and NIH until COVID. Now I know they lie for money. They lie for ideology. They lie for control. And they lie because a lot of fools are in the positions of public health. Public health attracts particularly stupid people. I don't know why. It's somewhat like schools of education and gender studies. Public health is in the same category. If you're not angry at having been lied to for the years of COVID, then I, you need to confront the mirror, the conscience mirror. Why are you not? Everybody has a, a, some, you either have justified anger in life or unjustified anger. The left is just unjustified anger, like at white America. That's unjustified anger. It's an ideological pill. I read to you the, the staggering list of misinformation. Natural immunity offers little protection compared to vaccinated immunity. A lie. Masks prevent COVID transmission. A lie. Uh, what was number three here? That's odd. It goes from two to four. Well, c'est la vie. I'll have to look it up. Myocarditis from the vaccine is less common than from the infection. Oh, that turned out to be a lie. So you get myocarditis more from the vaccine. If you are a, a young person, in this case, 16 to 24, for example. Listen to this. Myocarditis, myocarditis is 6 to 28 times more common after the COVID vaccine than after the infection among 16 to 24-year-old males. If you had your child get vaccinated, apologize. Young people benefit from a vaccine booster. Lie number five. Well, number four, as I have read it to you. How did that happen? That's a first in my printout history. But I'll give you the numbers as he, as he lists them. Number six, vaccine mandates increased vaccination rates. That's interesting. I, I, I really, I, I don't agree with that one. 
I think the mandates did increase vaccine rates. If it wasn't forced on people, they wouldn't have taken it. But apparently, it says, after the broad recognition that vaccination does not reduce transmission, the mandates persisted and still do to this day. Yes, that's correct, but there's a reason. It doesn't matter. Number seven, COVID originating from the Wuhan lab is a conspiracy theory. Whoa. Google admitted to suppressing research on, quote, lab leak. Isn't that something? Google is run by despicable human beings. They are, they admire Putin, not in terms of Putin, but in terms of his ability to suppress all dissent. We have Putin-like, Stalin-like, Mao-like people running Google, YouTube, and all of the tech companies outside of Twitter now. Do you realize that? They suppressed the truth because they didn't agree with it. That is what the left does. It suppresses truth because it doesn't agree with it. If you, were, if you pursue truth, you cannot be a leftist. It is not possible to be both. You can be a liberal, you can be a conservative, you cannot be a leftist. Google admitted to suppressing searches of lab leak during the pandemic. Dr. Francis Collins, he really turned out, woo. He, I, I knew of him from decades ago. He, he, I think he's somewhat of a religious man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very disturbing when religious people lie. Because if, if religion doesn't cause you to be a truth seeker, it's useless. It's worse than useless. It makes religion useless in people's eyes. He disgraced his religion, Collins. Head of the National Institutes of Health claimed, and still does, he didn't believe the virus came from a lab. <laughs> Ultimately, overwhelming circumstantial evidence points to a lab leak origin the same origin suggested to Dr. Anthony Fauci by two very prominent virologists in a January 2020 meeting he assembled at the beginning of the pandemic. According to the documents obtained by Brett Baer of Fox News, they told Fauci and Collins that the virus may have been manipulated and originated in the lab. I'll tell you what happened when we return. The Dennis Prager Show. My friends, a food shortage could be coming. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's true. So survival food is important. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling For Patriots Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years super survival food. Hand-packed right in a family-owned facility in the USA, giving jobs to over 200 Americans. The kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant, and stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. Right now, you can go to 4Patriots. That's the number 4. 4Patriots.com. Use the code Prager to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. You get their famous year-long guarantee after your order and free shipping on orders over $97. Just go to 4Patriots.com to get 10% off with the code Prager. For the number four, patriots.com, code Prager. I'm reading to you the lies told by COVID experts. It's called myths. It's a gentle term for lies. Uh, over the course of the last three years, 
It's written by a professor of surgery at Johns Hopkins University, Marty McCary. So he describes in, in number seven that COVID originating in the Wuhan lab was a conspiracy theory. That's how it was always dismissed. According to documents obtained by Brett Baer of Fox News, they told Fauci and Collins, that is two very prominent virologists, in January 2020, all right, at a meeting he assembled at the beginning of the pandemic. They told Fauci and Collins, Collins, head of the national of the NIH, National Institutes of Health, man who's disgraced himself and as a fellow religious person, his religious beliefs during the last three years. He was tested and he failed morally and medically. As Jordan Peterson answered a question I posed to him at a PragerU gala, do you ever really know people until they're tested? And he said no. It's a very uh, sobering notion. Do you know the people you work with until they're tested? Not just public officials. So they told Fauci, the two prominent virologists, and Collins that the virus may have been manipulated and originated in the lab. But then suddenly they changed their tune in public comments days after meeting with NIH officials. The virologists were later awarded nearly $9 million from Fauci's agency. Did you know that? I'm reading that. Yeah, I didn't know it before. Didn't know it before? Yeah. Me neither. (laughs) God, the corruption. Don't talk to me about Ukrainian corruption because I think we match it. Line number eight, it was important to get the second vaccine dose three or four weeks after the first dose. Data were clear in the spring of 2020, just months after the vaccine rollout, that spacing the vaccine only out by three months reduces complication rates and increases immunity. Spacing out vaccines would have saved more lives when Americans were rationing a limited vaccine supply at the height of the epidemic. Number nine, data on the bivalent vaccine is crystal clear. Dr. Ashish Jha, I've quoted him in the past, famously said this, despite the bivalent vaccine being approved using data from eight mice. To date, there has never been a randomized controlled trial of the bivalent vaccine. In my opinion, the data are crystal clear that young people should not get the bivalent vaccine. It would have also spared many children myocarditis. In other words, the NIH and the CDC hurt children. The teachers' unions hurt children. Okay, just just for the record, they, these are facts. These are not attacks. These are facts. I'm either lying to you or telling you the truth. You have to have the courage to face one or the other. Okay? 
either the CDC and NIH and the whole crowd hurt children or they help them. Can't be both. Or, and, not or, and, the teachers' unions either damaged American children or helped them, closing the schools for nearly two years. And people continue to send their kids to schools and not homeschool them or find that rare school that actually cares about children and education. Well, my grandkids will be able to say that Poppy fought. That matters to me. My Poppy was tested, and he passed. It's not easy. It's not difficult, by the way, to pass. All you have to do is pursue, pursue truth. That's, that's almost everything. Line number 10, one in five people get long COVID. Okay. I have told you very many times, worth repeating again in this regard, Denmark's health authority announced it is halting COVID vaccinations for people under 50, except for those who are at high risk of severe illness as a result of COVID and healthcare and senior care workers in close contact with those who may become very ill from COVID. Okay, just want you to know that. I guess Denmark doesn't know what it's doing when they uh, tell people under 50 not to be vaccinated. It's not even a vaccine, as it turns out. They've redefined vaccine. Uh, That was what... uh, uh, this left-wing organization, NewsGuard, uh, another organization devoted to suppressing dissent in this country, told a PragerU company that, what, what did they do? What, what company dropped PragerU as a result of NewsGuard saying we were not trustworthy using that example? Yeah, it was called JW Player. They hosted JW Player, website. they hosted our website. Thank you, yes, that's right. So I had said that they have changed the definition of vaccine, which is 100% true. NewsGuard 100% lied on this matter, but it doesn't matter. They don't like truth on the left. They don't. It's not, you have to understand, there's so many attacks, left, right, right, left. You don't know what's attack and what's true. 40 years I have not lied. I have, I have a much better track record than the frauds at NewsGuard. Okay, they have no track record. Their track record is support the left. That's their track record. Mine is support the truth. I owe it to God, which is even higher than conservatism or America. I owe it to God. I believe I will be judged for lying. They don't. It's a big deal, my friends. The whole thing's a big deal. What, was done, what is being done to children now at schools, and it continues. No wonder it's the highest depression rates in American history among young people. The highest ever. More kids are on psychiatric pills than ever before in American history. Thank you, left. Crapping on religion. Crapping on God. Crapping on the Bible. Crapping on America. Crapping on marriage. Crapping on the family. You stink on the left. You are lost, pathetic, vile souls. 
My anger is on behalf of America's kids. Take them to a drag queen story hour, will you? That's something you can be proud of. Watch men in dresses and take off parts of their clothing. That's to be proud of. That's a victory for the left to screw kids up. It's a victory. They're sick people. Bad stuff, folks. Bad stuff. Ramona in San Diego, California. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, hi. 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 Uh, sorry, I was just uh, doing. I wanted to share with you, if I may, uh, Dennis. I agree with you 1,000 percent. And my what my family and I have endured uh, for the past several years has been astonishing. I knew that the more hysterical they got and the more pushy they got. I had to accept that this was this was a, something done to snatch power and to to limit us. Uh, what happened is I moved back from uh, Chicago back in 2017. I'd lived in San Diego for almost 20 years. I moved back and they announced to me that my the school district that my youngest daughter uh, will not be able to be enrolled unless she has uh, her vaccinations up to date. I'm sorry, how so old again? Uh, my youngest daughter, I, at that time, she was a second grader, entering second grade. She's now wow. a seventh grader. Wow. And, um, and I'm sorry if I'm speaking quickly. There's so much to say, but I want to get to the relevant parts that really prove uh, what has happened, especially in California, with these Marxist rats. They're, they're shameless in whom they have to – they do whatever they have to do to gain power and seize power and dumb us down. So I moved back, and typically with my eldest daughter, I, I did not believe in um, the effectiveness and the safety of vaccinations because back in 1998, a family member of mine, her son was rendered a complete vegetable from these vaccines. And um, I started diving into it and just doing exhaustive research on my own, speaking to nurse friends. Several of them said they are convinced that they have MS because of it, just simply the way it's introduced into the body. There's no stopping point that when you're exposed to regular virus in the nose. All right. So this we all, this uh, this we understand. So your point is. Yes. yes. So my point, uh, Dennis, is um, I, I did not want my children vaccinated, especially very Good. early. So I was able to go to the school district and ask for a personal beliefs exemption or a, a, med- a religious exemption. I was stunned when I moved back in 2017 because of the actions of Senator Pan. Um, and he's absolutely in cahoots with the pharma companies. They make obscene amounts of money, and they were not going to be they're not going to tolerate parents like me. So I came back, and they told me that was removed. I have no recourse with the school district anymore because of the state. The only exemption that I could gain for, get from my daughter was a, a medical exemption. And I said, okay, well, she was uh, injured in Illinois. I can get it from that doctor. They said, no, you have to get it from one here. So, Dennis, I called doctor after doctor after doctor, thinking, am I living back in, you know, where my family's from? In well, all right, so, so your point is you have no say yeah. in what medicine your child gets. Yes. Okay, they, that's right. Okay, that's correct. You don't. You're, you're just a damn parent. To the left, you are worthless at best, useless at best, and a detriment to their agendas at worst. Every cult and every tyranny begins with undermining parental authority. Leftism is both a cult and a tyranny. In California, you don't have to tell a parent if the child at any age in school says that he is a girl or she is a boy. You don't have to tell the parent. I don't understand why parents continue to send their kids to such schools. 
I don't understand it unless, well, I understand that if, if they feel they can't afford anything else, maybe we need to set up a, that, that would be great, billions of dollars to help fund parents to take their kids out of public schools and many private. Wow. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with my pillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. It's the happy, 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 happy hour. Yes, it is, ladies and gentlemen. Every Friday, the second hour of the Dennis Prager Show since 1999. Since the 20th century has been devoted to happiness. Happy, happy, happy hour. Because the happy make the world a header, and the unhappy make it worse. So it's a moral obligation to pursue happiness and to act it even if you don't feel it. That's a big part of my message on the happiness hour. Today's subject is a first. When you do a subject, one subject for, let's see, 24 years every week, (laughs) you will sometimes repeat a subject, which is perfectly fine because I don't expect people to remember. What's 24 times 50? Well, 20 times 50 is 1,000. So we've had well over 1,000 happiness hours. Today's is, is new. I have mentioned it very rarely, but have on occasion noting this but more in the realm of philosophy than happiness. But they are conjoined in many arenas. If you understand how flawed human nature is, you will be a happier human being. There you go. You know... Every survey shows that religious people are happier than secular people. And the reasons they give are all legitimate. But this is a reason nobody notes. Religious people, religious Jews and Christians, have a much more mature understanding of human nature than many secular people do. As God says in the book of Genesis... Man's will is towards evil from his youth. 
Christians speak of the fall of man, Jews speak of that verse that I just gave you from Genesis, or that we are driven by two urges, or it is Yetzer in Hebrew, one is the good one and one is the bad one. There is nothing, there is no manifestation of Judaism or Christianity that holds that people are basically good. This is an idea held by the uh, world of non-wisdom, the secular world. That doesn't mean that every secular person is a fool. It means that every secular institution is, like Yale, a particularly foolish institution. But all the Ivy League are competing. Some days I think it's Brown. Sometimes I think it's Penn, University of Pennsylvania. Sometimes I think it's Columbia. There are reasons for all of them. Harvard is in the running, but it is not as bad. I said Yale. I only started with Yale. How could I forget Yale? I mean, it's like forgetting uh, COVID in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> Was that a good analogy? <laughs> well, the secular world denies that people's nature is not good. I never said it's evil, because if it was just evil, there would be no possibility of good. But it's not good. And if you understand that, you will be a happier person. There are two reasons you will be a happier person if you understand that human nature is not basically good. Number one, it means you will fight your own nature and that alone will make you a happier person. Number two, you will be less disappointed, less often disappointed in other people. You rather will be, you will go through life as I have all of my life, much more often pleasantly surprised by the good people in my life than disappointed by the bad. Sometimes you you still get disappointed because you expected better from people. I've had that. And others have had that. But in general, if you are realistic about human nature, you are less likely to be frequently disappointed. I got a question on the fireside chat that I do for PragerU every single week. If you don't know about it, you really should watch it. The fireside chat I is from my home every week. I get questions mostly from young people around the world. And one asked me just the last week about how, how can I, I've been so hurt by people, I'm paraphrasing, how do I have continue to have faith in, in human beings and faith in God? Well, I don't understand the faith in God part. What is God supposed to do? Control the behavior of people in your life? As regards the the humans, well, the reason you lose your faith is because you had faith in humans. Not a good idea to begin with. So my point is, it's a very big one, though. 
how you look at life and whether you're a happy person are very, very related. And if you understand that human nature is profoundly flawed, you will work on your own nature, and that will make you happier, and you will be much more inclined toward pleasant surprise at the good people that you encounter than hurt and disappointed by those who do you bad things than you, you encounter. 1-8 Prager 776. Do you, does this resonate with you? Does this make sense to you? If you have believed until now that people are basically good, will you change your mind because it's not, A, it's not true, and B, it's completely unconducive to happiness? Walking around in a make-believe world may sound happier, but, but it's, if it's make-believe, the world is going to come crashing down on you. That, that's the problem. So this is a very big deal, how you regard human nature. You will be less frequently disappointed by others, and you will battle your own nature. That's, that's something that you learn in a religious context very early on. And it is something you never learn in secular education. Never. Non-religious schools do not teach that the human heart is deceptive. On the contrary, they teach that you should follow your heart and that the human heart is a repository of goodness. It's one of the most important examples of the obvious differences between secular education and religious education, between a secular worldview and a religious worldview, and it plays itself out in the amount of happiness or unhappiness in life. The whole question of bringing people into your life that end up disappointing you is a, is a big issue for the happiness hour because when you understand that people have flawed natures, you're also more understanding of the people in your life. You, you give them more slack. Many people expect friends or relatives to, to be almost perfect. But you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And so they have to deal with our flaws and we have to deal with theirs. Now, obviously, there's a level where you shouldn't work on it. You should just let them go. It's, it's perfectly understood, except in the case of parents. In most cases, I think letting parents go is wrong because God says, in my belief, honor your father and mother, and it doesn't have an asterisk unless they're Republicans. So there, the, the understanding of flawed human nature is a 
big help in being a happy person. 1-8-Prager-776. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager, the Happiness Hour. If you understand that human nature is not basically good, you'll be a happier person. A, you will fight your own nature, and that'll make you happier. Because if you think you're, you're basically good, there's nothing to fight, right? Right. Number two, you are less likely to be disappointed in people and more likely to be pleasantly surprised by the good people that you meet. Two big reasons. And number three, you'll give your friends a little more slack because you understand that human nature is not basically good. It's the dividing line between wisdom and non-wisdom. Not belief in God. There are many foolish people who believe in God. And um, because God, they don't, they don't study the Bible, so they don't know how to learn wisdom. Belief in God doesn't have much of an effect on a lot of people. Having said that, I want to repeat that there is no wise secular institutions Every bad and stupid idea comes from secular institutions called universities. They didn't have such ideas when they were God-centered in the 19th century and 18th century. But that is the dividing line, that question, and I've talked about it frequently on the Ultimate Issues Hour, but never on the Happiness Hour. It's a big help. Not all of you agree with me. I like that. Dallas, Georgia, and Harriet, hello. Dennis? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I adore you. You you described some calls as precious. I described you as precious. But yes. God made us good. Where, God, does, it, where does it say that? I, I mean, I just, I, I just feel it to the bone. I, I right, I'm sure you made you'd... us good, and then I do. Hmm. There's, there's more good people in the world, and the more good we do, the more other people want to. They see us be good, and they want to be good, and it's just one thing about. I mean, we're kindred spirits, but this, I don't get it. I don't get it. I feel like we're good. Most All right, people. let me, let me react, and let me thank you for your kind words. So first of all, Harriet acknowledged that when I said, where, where does it say that, meaning where in the Bible does it say that, I assumed she's a religious Christian. I may, may have been mistaken. Maybe she's not. 
And she said she feels it to the bottom of her heart. Correct. But I, I'm not dealing on what people feel, dealing with what people feel, and dealing with what is true or not true. And my theory on Americans who believe people are basically good is as follows. Americans have been almost, not entirely, but almost uniquely insulated from evil. Of course, there have been evil Americans and there's been evil in the country, but compared to the rest of the world, it is so safe, and it has been anyway, the left is changing all of this, but it has been so safe and so decent, and you so assume that the next person in the elevator is a good soul, that you, you think the world is like the world in which you live. But it's not true. What is, uh, what is um, uh, Markowitz's first name? I always forget it. The, the writer for the New York Post. Carol? Yeah, that's what I thought. Carol Markowitz. She's terrific. She wrote an intelligent piece on the differences between American Jews and Israeli Jews. American Jews are a way, 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 to the left of Israeli Jews. And her theory is that American Jews have had it so good that they became naive, and naivete is the royal road to leftist thinking. Whereas in Israel... Every single day is an existential threat to their very existence, not from carbon dioxide, as it happens, but from real bad people like the Iranian regime and Hamas and Hezbollah and so on. So Israeli Jews know how rotten much of the world is. American Jews do not. And that that accounts for a massive difference. So it's not inherent in Judaism, certainly not in Judaism, but even in Jews, to be leftists. As, as, as many as there are inclined in that direction in America. They are not inclined in that direction for the most part in Israel. And that's true for my caller, the the Protestant American, and you know my feeling, Protestant Americans made made America. It's not my feeling. I take that back. It's fact. More than any other group, the 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 Protestant uh, American, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, made the freest country in the history of the world, the land of the most opportunity to the most people of the most races and ethnicities in the history of the world. Of course, others contributed, but they're the ones who designed it. If the country were made by slaves, Brazil would be the freest, most affluent country in the Western Hemisphere because they had the most slaves. So it's just a lie when you're told because the left says it, so you just assume it's not true. Slaves built America. Slaves built the cotton industry and the sugar industry. They didn't build America. The South was the poorest part of the country, and Brazil is not a rich country, which had way more slaves than the United States, probably more than 10 times as many. 
So when you uh, when you live in a, a relatively decent society, you can fool yourself into believing human nature is basically good. Anyway, uh, this normally is an ultimate issues hour topic. It's a happiness hour topic because it affects your happiness to understand properly human nature. All right, thank you for calling Harriet. Linda in Tampa, Florida, hello. Hello, Dennis. Hi. Hi, I just wanted to call, and I kind of agree with the lady who called in before, but I think God is good. We are born, look at a baby, they're good, they're not evil. They're not good. No, they're not good, and they're not evil. They're not good. Babies are not good. Babies are innocent. Well, yeah. All right, I but guess but you could say it the right same yes. way. Well, no, it's not the same thing. There are no good babies or bad babies. There are innocent babies. That's why the statement in the well, Bible is that man is evil from his youth, not from his birth. Oh. All right, I'll hold on. I've hold never on heard with me. That. Oh yeah, Gen- oh, Gen- <laughs> it's in Genesis. It's the sad that you never heard it. It's an interesting subject for the happiness hour. The more you are aware of how flawed human nature is, the happier a human you will be. A, you will be less likely to be disappointed in people than with a naive belief that humans are basically good, then you're disappointed. Rather, you are more likely to be pleasantly surprised when there are good people in your life. Two, If you know that human nature is flawed, not basically good, you will fight your own nature, and it is not possible to be happy. If you follow your nature, you must battle it. Equally, men and women. Did I say equally? I think I did, so I'll say it again. Equally. Just have to battle different things. And third, at the same time, understanding that human nature is flawed, and not basically good, you might give a little slack to the people in your life if they have earned it, if they've built up a moral bank account and earned it. So now this is interesting. Where is my caller here? Linda in Tampa, Florida. So Linda, are you are you a Christian? Yes, I'm Catholic. And you mm-hmm. never heard Genesis six five that man's thoughts are evil? From his from his youth, we've always learned that we were born in the image of God, so we are. Um, I don't. I just can't believe we're we're born to be evil. God, no, didn't no, I, I didn't say we're evil. born to be evil. I said we're not. I said at the outset, we're not born evil, but we're not born good. There's not a shred of hint in the Bible that we're born good is the opposite that the, the will of man's heart is towards evil from his youth that's and it's god speaking it's not moses it's not anybody else it is god it is attributed to god and being born in god's image doesn't mean we're good it means that we know good and evil unlike animals who do not know good and evil it means we're born with sacred our life is sacred, whereas an animal's life is not sacred. Right, even the animals, even the animals are born, and they are 
sweet. They're truly good. Really? They're really? Obviously. And then you haven't you haven't watched Baboons. <laughs> you haven't watched Hyenas. I don't, I don't know why you would say that. With their own family. Mm-hmm. With their own families. Some, some do. They're very good. Some. You're right, yes. some. There are predators who have to eat, obviously, and they... Well, there are animals you know, who they do more... They eat. They do... Well, all right. But they do more than eat. It's silly to say animals are good. They they have no free will. It's like saying a robot is good. Well, I don't know. All right. I, all right. Fair enough. I hope you do now. There's something flawed in a in a religious education that does not emphasize that human nature is flawed. I mean, how many times the Bible speaks about not following the heart? Well, I would it tell you not to follow the heart, that it's deceitful uh, if, if we were born basically good. Very early in my career, I realized how this is such an important issue. It's, it's part of the roots of the idiocies of progressive thought that doesn't blame criminals for their behavior. It blames racism, poverty, and guns, but it doesn't blame the despicable human who murdered an innocent person. Yep, it's a big one, but this is the happiness hour, not the ultimate issues hour, and it'll affect your happiness because you won't get disappointed as much if you understand human nature. Okay, let us see here. All right. Mission Viejo, California. Dave. Hello, Dave. Hey, thanks for taking the call, Dennis. Thank you. Um, After listening to your last two callers, especially the Catholic, that's part of the problem is a lot of people don't realize that we're born with a sinful nature. Yeah. Uh, so we are not good. Our heart is sinful. Can we do acts of good? No. Um, oh, well, that I disagree so, with you off. Yes, we. if we can't do acts of good, why is Noah described as a righteous man? Hold on with me. I'm not letting you go. Back in a moment. Let Dennis be Dennis. Hey, everybody, this is the Aries Set the Agenda, whatever's on your mind about you, about me, about life, about death, and, of course, about fountain pens, audio equipment, photography equipment, classical music, and cigars. Never did it that fast. They're, they're all there. Hey, wait, 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 what happened to the music? Uh, oh, I, I, I so shocked you, I know. Listen. Now we're talking. Believe it or not, there are two lines open. It never happens. I have a theory, because at the end of the last hour, I said, and now call in with what is ever on, on your mind. Whereas I have said for a decade, now call in on any subject under the sun. And that's what people are used to, calling in on any subject under the sun. There's now one line open, one eight Prager's. There's now no nines open. But I'm going to open some lines because I don't take every single subject 
for any any number of uh, reasons. All right, everybody. Is there a name on line two? All I see is a subject. I don't see a name or a city or an age. Okay, my friends, what is on thine mind? Let's go to Pittsburgh, one of my favorite cities, actually. Jimmy in Pittsburgh. Hello. Hello, Hello, Dennis. Hi. Dennis, I just... Hi, my friend. I I love you. I I want to comment on your last segment. You are so correct. Look at the families that mothers and fathers stay together and raise the kids when they're born. They end up 99% pretty decent people. When a family, mother, father, don't train them, which we have, we have shooters, drug addicts, and problems. So you're so right. We are born, but we're not born innocent. We're born to be taught by Jesus. I'm a Christian, and you're a Jew. I love you. Don't 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 take that. Uh, uh, don't worry about it. I, it's fine. Your Christian I, I, faith I, I, is, I, I, a, is a delight to me. You're a positive person in my life. Stay with us, Lord. Okay, stay with us. Uh, I am. Know. That's my that's my plan. Uh, on that note, by the way, I have the exact same amount of energy, if not more, than, than I did when I was 25. I, I know me my whole life, and I can tell you that. It, it's I, I thank God for it, or nature for it, or whatever for it every day. But I am completely aware of it. There is no diminution. I mean, zero. I fly almost every week. Next week, I'll be in Florida for four days. Yes, I have an event, by the way, for you folks in Tepa. I have an event, so check with the station. One of my favorite of my stations is the Tampa station because of Barb Yoder and the other good folks that I, uh, that I enjoy there. I think it's a cigar night. This is like the new thing that Salem stations do with me because I go to a number of stations a year to help them out. And now they do cigar nights a lot, which is fine with me. <laughs> I, I can smoke and talk at the same time. This is an amazing ability. All right, let's see here. Phoenix, Arizona, Fernando, hello. Hello, Dennis. Hi. I got to see you at ASU just recently, so that was a fantastic evening. Oh, Arizona State. Yeah, that was a great evening. Thank you. Yeah. So here's my my proposition for you, is that um, we have a demographic that I think if we could um, move some of that in our direction, meaning more in the conservative uh, way of thinking instead of as uh, as Democrats, I would love to be a part of that, and that is to become essentially the the Spanish-speaking Dennis Prager. I have never done that before. Uh, doesn't mean that uh, that I wouldn't be able to pull it off. I think I, I have some of the right ideas. I can speak well. I write well. Uh, well, then why, why don't you simply begin a podcast in Spanish? That's the way to start it. Generally speaking, when we have brought people on to be presenters, they already have established themselves doing a podcast. I mean, you have no idea... If you're good, how you will, over time, attract an audience. Almost everybody who has a big following started with nothing. 
And that's where I'm at. So uh, here's a smaller uh, proposition is that you mentioned about a month and a half ago about a, a, uh, a, an hour on success as part of the happiness hour. Maybe that's a good starting point. I would love to co-host that with you as a trial run and seeing how that goes. How's that? Well, I don't. I never have a co-host. Uh, period. I, I do something with Julie Hartman. Yeah, that, that's unique. Listen, I'm telling you, I from my heart and my brain, you start a daily or weekly or or however you want the time frame to be a podcast in Spanish. You, if you're good, you will uh, get a following. That and then you let me know when that happens. But I and I say this uh, to be honest to anyone who is fluent in any language, other than English, that you should start a podcast with these values. Uh, for all I for all I care, play anything that I say. There's an immense amount of material on 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 the internet, and and just translate and and then even comment as you translate. So that it's not—it's not just simply a translation of something I said. Any one of my—I have over fifty-five-minute videos up at Prager. You just—I just die. Not to mention all the other great ones. Now, about five hundred fifty, and obviously not just—not just at Prager. You there's terrific talks elsewhere. You can translate into your language Tagalog if you're Filipino, Spanish if you're. Latino, I mean, or of course, Latinx, my favorite, Latinx. Uh, what an insult to people of Latin American extraction. But by the way, I, I read now that in the L.A. Times, the, the worthless newspaper, sadly, it was not worthless all of my life. It uh, became left and it became worthless. So they're commentators. They're all one leftist after another. I could tell you uh, what they say in 90% of the time, but here's part of the 10%. Why do they object to the term la Latin American or Latino? Other than Latino suggests that there is a, a binary sexual identity. I'll tell you why. And I found it out in the LA Times because I read that like, uh, like I read Pravda. I like to read what the left has to say. And that is because the word Latin comes from Europeans. So they don't want to be called Latin American. Ah. Which proves a very important point that I need to share with you. Things are so good in America, or were, that the leftist is unemployed unless they make up some form of persecution. The whole thing is a gigantic lie about how blacks and women and Latinos and Asians are persecuted. It is one enormous lie. But they have to make it up or they're unemployed. Their life loses meaning. If, if America is a decent country, the left is unemployed. They get no money. They get no attention. They have no meaning in their lives. Meaning in their lives is fighting evil America. So they must make up evils to prove how evil it is. And it works. Like Latin America. That's an evil. 
Get it? Latin is a white man's term. That's that's what we're in. The bored and affluent are killing us. Okay, let's see here. Well, we got we did Ukraine yesterday for over an hour. And hmm. Manhattan, New York City. David, hello. Hi. I hope you're sitting down because uh what I have to say may may shock you, but uh, the book Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, uh, a lot of it is just not true. And uh, Well, I'm sitting down, and I read exactly what you're talking about, and it means nothing to me. Oh, I mean, it doesn't what is, change what is, the what, what, Yes, it doesn't. It doesn't change the message, and it is true. It may be the only thing that I gathered is the amount of time he spent in a Nazi camp is not as long as you would have inferred reading his book. What else is not true? So, like, stay uh, on with me. Stay on with me because I, I, I'm very curious. One of the greatest books ever written. Back to uh, your calls here. This is the hour where what is on your mind. So one of the ten books that most affected my life is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor Frankl was an Austrian psychoanalyst who lost family in the Holocaust, and he was in a camp as well, Nazi camp, and he used that as the background for his brilliant insights, such as the greatest need in the human condition is meaning, greater than anything but food. It's greater than sex. There are people who go without sex, many people who later in life or take vows of chastity or whatever reason uh, and can be happy. But there is nobody, if they have meaning, but is no, no, no amount of sex can make you happy if you have no meaning. So I think the book is magnificent. That's only one of the many gems in it. So you you called to say that it's not honest. Is that correct? Well, it's the the historical record of uh, from historians like Ryle Hilberg and Saul Friedlander say that the dates that uh, Frankel gives of where he was, it's just not true. Well, they didn't comment uh, on it because they're not. Uh, Raoul Hilberg is. I don't believe Raoul Hilberg is still living. No, he's not. Right. So he 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 never commented on Viktor Frankl. No, he did. And he regarded the book as being really know, Raoul Hilberg. That's fascinating. So why did it not come out? He was one of the most famous historians of the Holocaust. How, how- well, I think it's because. Frankel's uh, reputation is is mostly in the you know the psychiatric community and not. Okay, so know, what did he say that that? So wait, so your the bottom line for you is that his dates of being in 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 in, in, in a Nazi camp do not coincide with the dates of the camp, and therefore, what is the therefore? 
Well, it's also that the things that he said that he saw, like people being uh, gassed and stuff, he couldn't possibly have been there when, when he said that he saw that. So, okay. So do you, pe- do you believe... The message right, do you, the book, the right book, it doesn't. Also, do you, do you believe that people were gassed? Yeah, I do believe it. Yeah, okay, fine. All right, so, okay. I, uh, I give some slack to people who went through the Nazi hell, who uh, get wrong dates or em- embellish in, in their mind. I'm not saying that he did. And frankly, that doesn't matter because none of that affects the message that he took from it. Like the motto of my life, I got it from Viktor Frankl. When asked if he hates the German race after the war, that was the way the question was posed. He said, no, because there are only two races, the decent and the indecent. That is the motto of my life. It's one of the reasons I loathe and hate and despise the left, because it's such an immoral doctrine. They don't divide the world between decent and indecent. They divide it between white and non-white. They're scum, unlike Frankl. The day you realize how bad the left is, is the day you, o- you open your eyes to goodness. That, there, that, is, uh, that is what happens in the human species. Okay, let's go to uh, Elgin, Illinois, and George. Hello. Hi, Dennis. Hi. <clears throat> I appreciate you. This, I'm a first-time caller, mm-hmm. and I feel America needs to know this. So I was at the post office uh, a while back, and I asked the postal employees there if they got vaccine. And they said, postal workers are exempt and families from getting the vaccine. So why? I wrote a letter to the postmaster general in Washington. He said the same thing. Really? I got to look that up. Th- thank you. Do you know the reason? They're just exempt. There's no law stating that they have. Yeah, but to, they're they're a federal employee. Federal employees uh, under Biden were not exempt. I I don't get it. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. It it sounds. Uh, I ninety nine percent of the time I am told the truth by callers, and I, but I have to admit there are times where it doesn't sound right. I mean, it doesn't sound right to him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have called. Why would postal employees have been exempt, but the 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 most fit among us uh, people in the in the Marines were dishonorably discharged if they didn't get? Every one of them should be rehired because they were the only ones who were doing the right thing by not injecting themselves with what could do no good for them at their age and could harm them. Yes. If you love truth, you'll be a happier person, but you might not have as many friends. That's true. I acknowledge that. Glencoe, Illinois, and Maureen. Hello, Maureen. Hello. Hi. How are you? Real well. I've never gotten through before. There you go. It's your day, your lucky day. Anyway, this whole business with the electric cars, um, none of the company. I used to be in the aftermarket. None of these companies would be making electric cars if it wasn't for the inventory on the engines. 
there's only like 300 pieces in an electric engine. And then in a regular engine, there's like 30,000. So if you want to have um, your controlling inventory, you'd much rather take care of 300 pieces than 30,000. Right. I'm sorry. I'm missing the point of your of the your point call. is The point is, if you've ever handled inventory, less inventory is better. The reason that all of the car companies are so online with getting, not to mention all the subsidies they're getting, with changing over from gas to electric is they will have a ton less. All right, right. so you're making making the case for electric cars. No, I'm I'm not. And the only problem with that, I know I'm saying, but the problem with that is all of the downsides uh, in uh, the industry stream, they're going to put the co- they're going to put this country into bankruptcy because of all the people who are making parts now for regular cars. Yeah, it's a it, it's a very big crisis. Plus, the dependence upon China. Hello, everybody. This is the hour you set the agenda. What is on your mind? Wow, I have another call confirming. My, my, the mystery call or the, the mystery subject. So let me take that. Gary in Centinella, Colorado. Hello. Yeah, I'm, Gary, I'm here in Centennial. Uh, yes, I, I actually, I'm a carrier for the post office. We, uh, we were exempt from having to be required to get the COVID shot. Why? Well, my guess is because we probably don't necessarily fall under the guidelines of the federal government. Why? Well, because many years ago, about what, 50 plus years ago, the uh, post office is actually considered quasi-government, so we don't necessarily... And the postmaster general did not go along with Biden? Um... At that time, it, I'm trying to think of when uh, DeJoy actually became the Postmaster General because they, it was kind of in there. There was a, a turnover, you know, between the Postmasters right about that time. All that stuff was taking place. So, why, but, so why did yeah, your fellow why did your fellow post postal workers think about that? Were they thrilled, or they they got vaccinated anyway? What was it? No, there there was some that got vaccinated, some that didn't, you know. Um, I would love to know what percentage of postal workers did not get vaccinated. Then we will know how much... You're, you're the perfect and only example I can think of of where we could find out how many people got vaccinated by force and how many by desire. Yeah, that that would be interesting to know because I don't know exactly. I shut my door. Um, I don't know exactly how many. I, I know of several several folks in the office that didn't get vaccinated. I got the initial vaccine, you know, that two shot crud back then. I haven't got any of the boosters. I'm not going to get the boosters. Um, and the heck of it is, I never caught COVID till after I got the vaccine, and that, I caught yes, it twice. That's right. That's a, that's not surprising. That's exactly right. It, it to the extent that the the so-called vaccine against COVID 
uh, worked. It worked for a minimal amount of time. I got antibodies the ideal way. I got COVID, and then I got antibodies. And my COVIDs were mild enough for me to actually give speeches. In one case, because I didn't realize I had COVID until I tested after the speeches, and nobody got it that I know of, and it was close proximity. It wasn't a lecture hall. And in the second case, one of my favorite stories of my life was with a rabbi inviting me to a Jewish institution and two hours before the talk, which was critical for him for fundraising, I did it as a a gift to him, my, my speech. And please don't call for free speeches as a result of, of hearing this. is just, I had a very strong sense of commitment to this particular rabbi and, and the particular location. In any event, I called him two hours before with the really sad news I had COVID. This is during the COVID hysteria. And I, I was totally happy to give a speech. But I had I, I was I felt I was legally slash morally obligated to tell him I had COVID. But if I didn't speak, it would have really hurt his institution's finances. And anyway, I said, Rabbi, I got I I have to, I, I'm morally obligated to tell you I have COVID. And he answered, So what? And he is a hero of mine. He was a Chabad rabbi. I wasn't surprised. They're they're cut from different cloth. I gave my speech. And he said, hey, I'm young. I'll hug you. (laughs) And I couldn't hug his wife anyway because they don't don't hug the opposite sex unless they're an immediate relative. So anyway, I was 30 feet away from the closest people because I was speaking from a a stage. It was nothing. But very few people would have said so what. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.